Simply those of this station, its owners, staff, or management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 1055, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hey, welcome to the Impact Hour. This is John. I'm your host today. This is the show where you take control over your own destiny and don't look for Washington to fix your problems or decide how your life will go. Today we're talking about being called. That's today's title for the show is Called. And what does it mean to be called or to have a calling? We use that term a lot. We say, oh, he's not found his calling, or that's not your calling, or hey, you found your calling. What does that mean? And what is it to have a calling? And there's probably a whole lot of different ways of looking at what is a calling and and what does that mean. And we're just going to explore this today and just the different ways of looking at it. And then I'll start to share my views of what it means to be called, to have a calling. And uh, for me, my views are kind of a blending of a lot of different things. And I think a lot of things get pulled in together uh, to make a calling. And I'll, I'll get into that as we get going in here. But there are different approaches out there to finding your calling. There's different ideas on what a calling is and how you go about that. And sometimes when you use those different approaches, you can actually arrive at kind of the same answer. And so sometimes the different approach uh, to finding your calling, you know, it might not matter. It's a specific method or a specific way. It's uh, sometimes the the different routes all kind of lead down to the same kind of general thing for you. And it kind of depends. But sometimes different approaches lead to things that are very different. And so you kind of have to look at you know, if I use this approach to find my calling, am I going to to get somewhere using this method that will lead me to a place where I, I want my life to be? You know, is this something that's going to work for me? This idea that you have a single calling, and if you don't find that one thing, then you've missed it somehow, I think is a myth. That when we have a calling on our life, it can look a whole lot of different ways, and there's a lot of options there. So we don't need to feel stuck that, oh, I've found my calling or I haven't. And some I've landed on something uh, that's different that's not my calling. It's, uh, it's kind of like uh, some people think, you know, for their soulmate, they find the one soulmate. There's only one person who's compatible. And that's the same kind of idea with your calling. There's not just one thing out there and that's it. And everything else is somehow lesser or, or not it. Um, but uh, let's just kind of take a look at these. And uh, one approach uh, that I look, that I hear a lot, see a lot from people is it's just something you're good at. If you're good at, it's your calling. And if you're not good at it, well, don't quit your day job. That's not your calling. <laughs> and, uh, and I think there's some element of that in, in your calling. Um, but uh, so when you find your calling, it certainly should include something you're good at. Certainly wouldn't want to be something that you're not good at. And, uh, but I think it transcends something beyond just what you're good at, that there's more to it than just that. <clears throat> but uh, I find it's possible that when you find your calling, it might stretch you. I know I have for myself. I've stretched myself, and uh, I've ended up doing things that uh, I never thought I would end up doing, that I figured at least when I started doing those things, I was marginally good at. 
not super great at, and there's things I've had to grow into. And so sometimes when we have a calling, at least in my view, that it's not just find what you're good at and go with it, but uh, sometimes there's, there's things that are more important than just doing something that you're good at. And uh, just because you're good at it doesn't mean you should do it. Maybe you don't like it, so that wouldn't be something you'd want to do. So just because you're good at it uh, doesn't mean uh, that's, that's your calling. So I think your calling is more than just that. But I think there are, it's good to start with what you're good at. And if it includes your strengths, then that's a good thing. But uh, I also think that what is our strengths um, sometimes are deeper than the specific skills we often think of when we talk about strengths. And we talked about this on, on the show in the earlier episodes where we talk about strengths, where strengths is, uh, is something that's more underlying. And uh, so example uh, maybe you've experienced in your life is maybe over the years growing up, you've had a number of different teachers. And maybe, maybe you notice this more in college age or maybe younger years where you were in one class and had a teacher like, oh man, that teacher was great. You know, they did really good here and they helped me so much. And then you go in another class and you had a different teacher and that teacher, you go, oh, that one was great too. But you look at them and you find out that there were great teachers, but each were very different from one another. That they both used different skills. They had different strengths that they pulled into their teaching ability. And uh, so I think strengths, you know, like from that example, is not things like teaching or, you know, I'm good at math or I'm good at, you know, those, those kinds of things are specific skills. And our strengths are underneath that. And so a teacher might be great at teaching because maybe they have a connector strength and they're great at connecting with people and they use that in their teaching and they draw the students in and through the connection they teach. And another teacher might be great being a great analytical kind of person, great at organizing the content so it's easier to take in and they use that and teach through that skill. So the strengths that you have, the inborn talents that you have, I would imagine that if you found your calling, you'd have a hard time not using those. <laughs> that those strengths would uh, end up getting used no matter what you ended up pursuing. But it might look different when you do it versus somebody else because your strengths would be different. And so I think if you start by looking at strengths, that might be a good place to start. That might be one of those approaches that works. But uh, as I'll share more later, I think there's more to the calling than just your strengths. So if you look at your strengths, it might inform you of your calling. It might get you pointed in the right direction. And uh, I also believe that your calling includes something you really care about a lot. It'd be pretty hard to pursue something and to pour a lot of your life into something if you just don't care about it. So I think that's a big part of it. So I think one approach is just, just basically seeing that your calling is the same as your strengths. Another view of a calling I've seen a lot of people share is that somehow it's the same as your career. Your career is your calling. And I think we spend so many hours a week in our careers 
in our workplaces that it certainly has a lot of advantage to have our calling and our career line up and be the same thing. And uh, I think, though, that um, a calling transcends the career, that our career might end, we might retire someday, but our calling doesn't. Our calling doesn't end that uh, if a current type of work goes away on us, maybe society changes, it's not like you lose your calling just because you can't do that type of work anymore. And so the idea that your calling is your vocation, um, I think, again, I think you can start there and start looking at, you know, what would you want to spend 40 hours a week at, find fulfillment in, find enjoyment, something you're good at. That might be a good place to start, but your calling can be something more than just that. So I think it's awesome to have your career and your calling be combined, but if they're the one and the same, like your career is your calling, I think when you lose your job, you have an existential crisis, like suddenly my purpose in life is gone. And I think some people experience that. I think a lot of retirement experience for folks, for many folks, is that same kind of crisis. It's like, oh man, I had purpose in life and now, now I'm not working, now what? <clears throat> now what's my purpose? What's my calling if I don't even have a job to go to? And uh, I think it's good to have a sense of our calling that's beyond just our careers. And if we can find a place where we can pursue our calling in our career, then that's awesome. Another concept I've seen a lot is that it's from God, that this is kind of the religious or spiritual perspective on it, that our calling is, is kind of like the burning bush experience. You know, we come, out, we come across God and he gives us our calling. So we will talk more about this right after the break. Men, do you want to be more influential? When you share advice with people, do you experience crossed arms, sideways glances, glazed eyes, and furrowed brows? Or do you got it going on but are now wondering about your life legacy? Do you find it difficult to talk about things of deeper meaning? Is your life as impactful as you'd like? Learn to run the race, fight the good fight, and finish well. You're invited to a special event for men. October 6th, sign up at unchainmen.com slash events. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Move through your world, touching lives, and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. You're listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Hey, welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we're talking about callings. What is your calling? And uh, how do you find your calling? Are, are we called? Or are we just kind of do what we want? So what is this thing, this, this calling? And I was kind of sharing before the break a little bit kind of different views of our calling because people have different ideas about what is our calling. So... I was talking a little bit about, you know, it's what you're good at, and uh, people, people feel, it'll even say the phrase, you know, if you're doing something and you, you kind of do badly at it, and, oh, 
that's not your calling. You know, go go find something else to do. Okay, or or you do great, you know, really awesome. Oh, you found your calling. And and that there might be some element of truth to that. Um, but I was sharing before the break that I think our calling is beyond just what we're good at. There's certainly a good element of that in it, um, but our calling can certainly go beyond that. And so our calling might also be the same as our vocation or our career. And uh, was sharing a little bit before the break that uh, our careers, uh, we don't want it to be the same as our calling, that we don't want our career to end and then suddenly we've lost our calling at the same time. Holy cow, who am I now? You know, I don't have a place to work anymore and now who am I? So if we have a calling, a sense of who we are, a sense of our mission in life, and it transcends our job or our careers, then that's something that can live on and we can still have a sense of perhaps a sense of identity in that. And it doesn't have to be a whole crisis uh, when we're done working. Another view of, of a calling is that this is something that's from God. The kind of the view is, you know, we're called by God. And, you know, we have examples, you know, we maybe read about, we're walking through the desert. I guess that wouldn't be here, but <laughs> someplace in the desert. And we come across a burning bush and God speaks through the burning bush and tells us what he wants us to do. And that's now our calling. And, uh, and I think that can happen. And just to be clear, if you have had an experience, maybe not exactly like that, but maybe if you had an experience where you felt like you've heard from God, you felt like it was a message from God, maybe, maybe it wasn't a burning bush for you. And, and maybe it's not the kind of hearing from God like some people have when they're hearing voices. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. Where, you know, a normal everyday person feels like they've had an encounter with God and they feel like God has told them what to do. If you feel like God has told you to go pursue and do something, I really encourage you to do that. that that's not something we want to take lightly and just go, oh, that can't be right. We don't want to do that. We want to take that seriously and go do that. But most of us probably have not had something specific like that. Not a common experience where we feel like we've gotten specific direction from God. And so we're kind of left to our own devices. And, and uh, I believe that it's possible to include the spiritual or the divine in our calling. And uh, in my life, there's certainly that component to it for me. And I don't feel like I've necessarily heard a specific message from God in, in that way, in a supernatural way. But I feel like God has direction in my life, and I feel like that is something he wants me to pursue. He desires for me to pursue that. And uh, that's from just from my life and my background. And so if you are a person of faith out there, I believe that God has already told us to love people. And he's already told us to love him. And if we pursue those things, then God will not be displeased. So that is a part of what I see as my calling, is something that's kind of from God as well. Another view of a calling is that it's the impact and the legacy that you want to make. And this is another way of viewing your calling, that your calling is to create some kind of a legacy in the world. And whatever form that might look like for you, that this is something we're leaving behind in the world. And, uh, and I think there's, there's some good ways you know, this is a good way to look at a calling, that uh, your calling might be just to create the legacy that you want to create in the world, a legacy in your family, 
change your family tree. Maybe you want to influence, you know, some other folks in the community and the world in a positive way. And I think that certainly can be a calling as well. And just note that leaving a legacy, a lot of times that's the term that we use. We leave a legacy. And usually in the world of finances, it's uh, all the stuff that you leave behind. This is your legacy. You'll talk to your financial advisor and they'll talk about the legacy you're leaving to your family. And, you know, talking about wills and estates and all of that sort of thing. And I think that's one form of a legacy. But uh, I think a pile of money, your possessions, your estate uh, is kind of a limited legacy. But if you want to have a living legacy, you want to live a legacy, that's a different kind of thing. Living a legacy is where you're leaving an influence, an impact, maybe even a transformation in other people's lives that lives on beyond you. Your living legacy is more about who you are as a person than what you do. And that's why I believe when you pursue your calling, it is so important to work and to change how you show up, kind of the natural instincts that we have, the conditioning that we have built into us, the, uh, the way we see the world, the reasons why things are occurring. Those are the things that are important to work on and to change if we want to live a legacy, that our legacy flows out of who we are and if who we are isn't quite the person we really want to be, maybe we become very cynical and we view the whole world from a cynical place. We always see the negative. We always doubt when everybody says something. You know, they promise something or they share something about what they're going to do. And we go, oh, that's probably not going to happen. Take on the cynical bent. It's going to be pretty hard to leave a positive impact on people's lives if we just navigate through the world from this cynical place. The cynical place will just kind of ooze out from everything we say and do. And this cynicism will taint everything. And people will be around us and they'll kind of go, ooh, ick. And it'll be hard to be that kind of person who, who loves on people and really makes an impact if we're just always coming from a place of cynicism, as an example. So when you do it right... Living your calling will impact people, even if all you're doing is inspiring people to pursue their calling and what they're good at. You're inspiring people. That's, that's a positive impact. And even more powerful is intentionally making a difference in people's lives. And there's lots of ways of doing that. It can be with people you're hanging around with, and it can be lots and lots of little inputs along the way. Or maybe you encounter people for a short period of time, but your presence with them is so impactful that their lives are forever changed. I think that can be called a calling. That would be pretty amazing, I would think, for me anyways. That would get me pretty excited to go and just be the kind of person, a catalyst for change, where people encounter me and leave a better person. That's what I'm shooting for. And I'm working on doing that better and better throughout my life. So those are some of the ways that people look at callings. And I think uh, to a certain extent, we are all called. So even if you're not a person who believes in the divine or any sort of God out there, I think there is kind of a sense of a calling that we all have. 
there is a sense that it would be better to live the highest version of ourself than it would be to just be, you know, kind of grubbing around and in kind of the, the lower base, you know, I want for myself and who cares what happens to people kind of living, you know, there's a spectrum there. But I think there's this sense that if we live our highest version of ourself, if we are always loving people to the best of our ability and getting better and better at that, where we are kind of looking at others and seeing the best in them when we are encouraging people and we are inspiring people, even if we don't have a connection with God or the divine, that kind of living just feels a whole lot better. And it just seems it's more satisfactory. We get to the end of our life and look back and go, wow, I, that was awesome. I did really great. I'm pretty proud of all this, this way that I lived. And look at all these people whose lives are changed. And I think even if there isn't a sense of the divine that we are being called up, even if it's just something, even if, if there's not a sense of it's coming from God, there's a sense that it's coming from somewhere, that we're called up, and we're called to be a better kind of person. And the change is not just in our behavior, but it's in our character. We show up as better people. We do things out of love and concern for people, not just because we know we're supposed to behave that way. And I think that's a calling that we all have, and it's always worth pursuing that, no matter what your beliefs are about the world and about God, but it always feels better to live a more loving life and to be, be called up and to live our highest self. So I thought I'd dive a little bit into my take on the calling. I've shared a little bit along the way when I've talked a little bit about these other views here. But uh, I, v I view the calling can be a fairly complicated thing. And uh, it includes how you're wired up. So we talked about the first one is just what you're good at. And I think it, it includes how you're wired up, which also is what you're good at. And it includes your strengths. And it's things that you're drawn toward, the way your strengths can be applied. And the strengths as I mentioned earlier, might not be for specific skills. Your strengths might be kind of underlying that. You might be called into an area using skills you've never tried before, things you have to learn. But those things probably will still draw on your strengths because it's how you're wired up and you can't help yourself. When you're strong at something, that's just how you naturally approach things. You, know, you, you assign a, a problem for someone to solve you maybe assign two people to solve a problem, and they'll both probably approach it pretty different. They have different strengths, different ways of thinking, and uh, your, your calling will include all of that. It'll include your strengths. It includes your way of, uh, of approaching the world because of your strengths. And uh, even though it might seem like you're called into areas of weakness where you have to learn and grow, in the end, you'll be applying your strengths to those new areas and those skills that you're learning. And uh, if you know there's an area we are not strong in, <clears throat> and it's not just that you've never tried it before, but you know, hey, maybe this, this uh, requires heavy, detailed organizational skills, for example. And oh, man, at least for me, that would be like, no way. <laughs> that's not great. Uh, I can do it, but man, that's just, it just takes a lot out of me. 
Maybe I wouldn't want to pursue something that include a lot of high organization as an example. But, uh, you know, if I get to, to use my strength of maximizer where I take something good and make it great, I'm all over that. And that can be applied a whole ton of different ways. So it does include your strengths and how you're wired up. I think it also includes what you care about. So I would, this is not something that's, uh, sometimes people really don't talk about this as your calling, at least I don't see this as much, is uh, what, do you, what do you care about? What are you passionate about? What is so important that you're willing to, to spend long hours and to get up early in the morning or stay up late at night? It includes what you care about. And we'll talk more about this right after the break. Anxiety, fear, and embarrassment. If you're one of the millions of Americans with unpaid or unfiled federal taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope and relief. I'm Kathy Hill, founder of Tax Tiger. Tax Tiger operates on the Christian principles of honesty and integrity. We are a full-service tax firm. Not only do we protect you from the IRS, we prepare your back taxes, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate the best settlements in the nation, many as low as $20. You can trust Tax Tiger to give you an honest and free appraisal of your situation. We will prepare your tax return every year, even if you have no IRS problem. We specialize in settlements and audits. Call Tax Tiger today at 916-393-9085 to schedule your free consultation. You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. Call 916-393-9085 or visit us online at taxtiger.com. Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you owe more than $10,000? Are you juggling your bills only making minimum payments? Credit card companies are playing a dirty trick on you. They want you to think you must pay it all back, and that's simply not true. Credit card companies hate it when we expose their secrets. In fact, there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief offers programs that help you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped Tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. National Debt Relief has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They're also the number one rated debt relief program by top consumer reviews and top 10 reviews. Don't declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call National Debt Relief now at 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. It's here. The 2018 model year-end clearance sale at Cooney Chevrolet. Looking for a new vehicle? Tired of expensive auto mall pricing? Save big at Cooney Chevrolet. With model year-end clearance pricing on all remaining 2018 Chevys in stock, every 2018 car, truck, and SUV has got to go. And Cooney's low overhead plus Cooney time clearance discounts mean incredible savings to you. Just look for the big clock at the corner of Fulton and El Camino or shop CooneyChevy.com. Hi, this is Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. You know, a couple of years ago, I had lunch with Jack Phillips, the owner of the now famous Masterpiece Cake Shop in Denver. I found Jack to be a terrific person, not the controversial character the media has portrayed him to be. Now, Jack's been under attack because his deeply held religious convictions prevented him from making a cake for a same-sex couple's wedding. You can agree or disagree with Jack, but the Supreme Court eventually ruled in his favor. However, that same Human Rights Commission has brought 
brought another charge against him, demanding that he now make a cake for a so-called gender transition celebration. And I'm sure he was targeted. Why do good people get beaten down in our culture for what they believe? That's not the kind of nation we want to live in. Don't stick your finger in the other guy's eye. Let them live their life according to their convictions. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Change comes from action. What actions will you take this year to ensure you and your business grow? I'm Brandon Heights, founder of the Now Academy, where our focus is to help you achieve everything you want, both in your business and in your life. It's time to take the action needed to have what you want, and you don't have to do it alone. Join us for the next upcoming Design It course, where we will teach you the proven systems to design your business to gain your life. Take action and register for the Design It course at designitcourse.com and reserve your seat today. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Men, do you want to be more influential? When you share advice with people, do you experience crossed arms, sideways glances, glazed eyes, and furrowed brows? Or do you got it going on but are now wondering about your life legacy? Do you find it difficult to talk about things of deeper meaning? Is your life as impactful as you'd like? Learn to run the race, fight the good fight, and finish well. You're invited to a special event for men. October 6th, sign up at unchainmen.com slash events. You're listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Hey, welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we've been talking about this idea of a calling. Do we have a calling? How do you find your calling? And I believe the answer is yes. I think we all have a calling. We are called to live the highest version of ourself. And our understanding of how that might look might change over time. But we are called to be the best version of us that we can be. That means that we're not the best version of Joe down the street, or we're not the best version of some guy we saw in some seminar somewhere. We're meant to be ourselves. We're meant to be unique. And we're meant to be the best version of us in the world. And a big part of that is that it's our full expression of love to the world. And I'll talk a little bit more about this as I go along here. I also thought I'd mention that if you want to dive more deeply in this idea of having a calling, if you feel like your life is drifting, um, you feel like you're just kind of diddy-bopping along and you'd like some kind of a more clear sense of direction in your life, uh, we will dive into this topic at our Unchained Men event coming up October 6th. If that's something that you see, that you find appealing, I encourage you and invite you to go to unchainedmen.com slash events. It will be an awesome one-day event, and uh, I believe it will be transformational, although for each guy, something different might hit them differently. Uh, it's going to be a full-pack day, and there will be lots of activities and, and uh, exercises, a lot of self-discovery. And I believe guys will leave uh, changed men. So ladies, if you're listening out there and you think your guy should come to this, go talk to him. Have him sign up at unchainedmen.com slash events. Just before the break, I was talking a little bit about how I view our calling. 
And our calling is, includes how we are wired up, which includes our strengths. But I believe there's more to it than just that. I believe it also includes what we care about, what you care about for your calling. And a lot of times we talk about a calling, we don't talk about what we care about, we talk about what we're good at. But I think what we care about actually is more important than what we're good at. See, we can learn skills, but it's pretty hard to drum up motivation for something that we just don't care about. We can tell ourselves we sort of care about it, tell ourselves we should care about it. But if deep down in our heart we just can't get excited about it, it's probably not our calling. And a lot of times, once we find out what it was that we care about a lot, our motivation goes way up. We are willing to do a whole lot to pursue that. Now, when I say it's something that we care about, I'm talking about something kind of more from a heart space. So it's not like, oh, I care about, you know, hot air ballooning, or I care about, I don't know, whatever we're into, or I care about playing guitar, or I care about, it, it might include some of that stuff, but I'm going to talk about what you care about. This has something to do with, uh, it's not just fun and exciting, but this is something that it really has a lot of juice in it. In fact, we call it, it's something you're passionate about. It's something where, for instance, it could be a cause. It doesn't have to be, but maybe it's a cause. And maybe, you know, you lay awake at night disturbed because you know that there is human trafficking out there in the world. And man, that, that just gets your goat, gets you really upset. That's something you care about. That's something you might want to do something about rather than just lay awake at night. That would be something when I talk about here, there's something you care about. That's a good example of that. And in fact, in our book, Splash, Increase Your Life's Impact, we talk about the, the uh, calling is the intersection between your strengths, your passion, and makes a meaningful impact. And uh, we think those three things are essential to finding your calling. Now, in this intersection note, it does not include any sort of money or payment or getting paid for it. And of course, in the world, we do need to get paid. We need to make a living. And it might certainly include that. That would be awesome. But as I mentioned earlier, I think our calling transcends our career and our job. And so we can pursue a calling even if we're retired or even if it's not something that can make money. It's not something we can monetize, but it's something we still care about. And maybe, maybe it makes it so you start a nonprofit or it's some other way we can get donations, or you're supported some other way, and you do this, you know, not as your main job, but something, maybe it's the main, you see it as the main thing you're doing in your life, but it's not how you get paid. But I think it includes what you care about. And I also think that it does include a bit of the divine. There's a bit of spiritual nature to the calling. At least that's the way I view it. I believe God desires to love the world through you. That he desires to love you and for you to love him, but he also desires to love the world through you. You know, when I look through the Bible, and that's something that I believe in, that there are rarely examples of God just working by himself. Frequently, as we read through the stories, he's working with and through people, and I think he desires that. I believe he desires that as a part of the relationship he has with people. That maybe it's not all of it, but it's certainly a big part of it. 
And when God loves people, loves the world through you, that love becomes you-flavored or me-flavored. It's flavored by how you're wired up. It's, wire, it's flavored by the, who you are as a person. And it's just like when you pour water through coffee, the water comes out coffee-flavored. Or if you don't like coffee, you can think of it as tea, something else like that. <laughs> that, uh, you know, God's love gets flavored by us as it passes through us and is expressed in the world. And it's not just the one thing. It's not, oh, this one thing is my calling, and if somehow I don't find it, I've missed my calling. I think God gives us options that there is no more than just one thing for us out there, and we get to pick. So it's a, it's a blending of discovering and a blending of choosing, and it's both of those together. And you don't need to worry that somehow you missed your calling and somehow you're now out of God's plan. God's way more flexible than that. But I believe God is calling you up. And you're called to be the highest version of you, And God is more interested in who you become than in what you do. And what you do is still important. And you're called up to stretch yourself as a person. I've heard it said that God loves you the way you are and loves you so much he doesn't want you to stay that way. And in terms of life experience, it's certainly a whole lot more exciting when we're growing as a person. We can get pretty stagnant. We can feel like, you know, it's the same thing over again, same as yesterday. I did this yesterday, and I'm doing it today, and I'll probably do it again tomorrow. But when we start stretching ourselves and trying new things out and doing things maybe we've been very much afraid of, but we've decided it's time. It's time to go and learn to do public speaking, for instance. That can be pretty exciting, and it's scary, but it's also pretty exciting. And I think, I think God is part of that excitement. He wants to be a part of that. Part of uh, growing and stretching as a person is that expressing more and deeper love requires more and more of you, especially when it's your calling. A lot of times we're told to love the world, but loving the world can be pretty complicated, and it can be where one day we think, oh, if I just smile at people, I'm loving them. And then someday we realize that if a person is in need and I just smile at them, maybe I'm not really loving them the best way I can. And maybe if we're giving to people and it's actually keeping them stuck, maybe that's not as loving as we thought it was too. So loving people can be, there can be a lot to it. And learning to love more and more will require more of us more of us to be involved, more engagement, more presence, to really be there for people and to learn to address the deeper needs that people have as we encounter them. And one of the important things, and we've had whole episodes on this, is living your calling may just involve leveraging some of your biggest traumas and hardest experiences that you've had. And we're going to dive into this in much more detail right after this break.
Men, do you want to be more influential? When you share advice with people, do you experience crossed arms, sideways glances, glazed eyes, and furrowed brows? Or do you got it going on but are now wondering about your life legacy? Do you find it difficult to talk about things of deeper meaning? Is your life as impactful as you'd like? Learn to run the race, fight the good fight, and finish well. You're invited to a special event for men. October 6th, sign up at unchainmen.com slash events. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. You're listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Hey, welcome back to the Impact Hour. We are all here to learn to love. Essentially, that's how I see our calling. Our calling is to learn to love more and more, deeper and deeper. But the way it looks for me and the way it looks for you might be very different. We're very different people. And what I need to do to have my expression of love in the world might be different than yours because it involves my strengths and my character and where I'm at in the world and where I'm at in my journey in life. And I might need to overcome things that you've already overcome or never had to overcome and might be the reverse. Maybe there's things I don't need to overcome. I never had to, to, you know, take on certain things in life, Uh, but that's something, something that you struggle with. And I think we need to learn to love more and more, and essentially at its core, that is what our calling is. Our becoming our highest version of ourself is all about learning to love more deeply. And just before the break, I was talking about how your calling, living your calling, might involve leveraging some of your biggest traumas and hardest experiences. And I find that our hardest experiences, our deepest traumas, usually are the areas in our life where I have the most passion. We have the most emotional juice around those things that happen to us. It's not uncommon for someone to have survived cancer to then go and say, hey, I'd like to be there and support people who are going through cancer. They've been through it. They know what it's like. It was hard. They care a lot about it, and they have a lot of compassion for people going through that experience. And this is just an example, and it doesn't have to be this way, but it's not uncommon for people to go through an experience, and then they survive and go through that and learn and grow and then turn around and help others go through that similar experience. It doesn't have to be that. You could have gone through a trauma, and you don't want to help people through that same trauma, but maybe you've gone through a trauma, gone through a very tough time, and as you went through, you had some new realization about how life works and what's important. I find it's not uncommon for people who've experienced a heart attack, like I have, and wanted to do something different about it and to change how they live their life. <clears throat> I find it's, for me, and I think it's true of others, that uh, you know I don't want to just work at a 9-to-5 job anymore if I'm not even sure what, what I'm doing there is making us positive change in the world. I mean, sure, it provides something of value that people are willing to pay for, but I don't know if people's lives are any better. <clears throat> and that became important to me. I've heard stories of people going through 
you know, heart disease, heart attack, and become therapists afterwards. Totally dump their career and retool. This is something I want to do now, uh, and it's similar to my story. Um, although I've not become a, a therapist, uh, I want to work with people where their life is already doing okay, and I want to help make it great. That's part of my maximizer strengths, part of my good to great theme in my life. I want to help people who are doing okay, doing pretty good, but help make it great. And, uh, and it's, so that's another way that you can uh, take your tough experience, your really traumatic experience, and use that for something good. And I think oftentimes it's, it's a great way to take that really hard experience and redeem it. It's a way of taking it and taking it back, taking back this really cruddy, awful experience and turning it into something good. Rather than just this bad memory that we have hanging around in there, we're actually using that to better the world. And that changes the way we experience the event, that we start seeing the event. Maybe, maybe you're not quite here, but I know some people say things like, you know, I had this really cruddy experience and I used to feel like it happened to me but now I feel like it happened for me. And maybe that's a hard place to get to. I'm not saying that you would have to, but I think it changes the experience so that perhaps there's not quite so much angst around what happened. We start to become a little bit grateful that we went through that experience because we're able to use that and we're able to do some tremendous good with it. Maybe we make some people's lives a whole lot better because we went through that. And that can be a journey. So I'm not saying to make a quick jump and just go from, oh, that was awful, to hooray, I went through that really horrible experience. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. But it is a way to redeem the experience. I also believe that your calling is a part of your life's living legacy. Like I mentioned just at the break, that I believe we are all here to learn to love. And when we love more and more, deeper and deeper, we start addressing things not just at the surface level but really engaging with people that that makes an impact that creates legacy from our life people if it's done right will remember an encounter with us and go wow that person that i just talked to wow that was amazing and maybe they remember it years later maybe it changes the way they interact with people so I believe it's also your life's living legacy, not just the stuff you leave behind, but it's a complete expression of who you are, and it's the ripple effect of you in the world. And of course, if we want to make a big impact in the world, make our calling as big as we can, we want to make that ripple effect be broad and as wide and as deep as possible. We make our splash in the world, as our book's called. And your calling may change over time. Your understanding of it might be different, especially as you change as a person. As you learn and grow, what you've cared about earlier might change a little bit. Maybe it changes completely. It's okay to, to say, you know, I really cared about this, but now I find I'm caring a little bit more about that. And it's okay to change. You're not locked into a single thing for your whole life. Some people are paralyzed. Don't want to find my calling because then I'll be stuck with this one thing for the rest of my life. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's, uh, it doesn't have to be that way. You can just pick something for now, and as you grow, as you change, as you evolve, you go, you know, I'm going to change it a little bit here. I'm going to tweak it that way, or I'm going to decide to drop this and pick something else up because my changes have, or my, 
what I care about. My passions have changed in the world. When we pursue our calling, it is you-flavored. I mentioned that when God loves others through us, it has a lot of us in the flavoring of how that love looks. And we're all unique. There is no one like you, even out of 7 billion people. You are you, and there's no one like you. And there's essential parts of you that make you, you. And as I've gone on my journey, um, I've discovered that it's important to express myself in the world. Thanks for listening. I hope you make an awesome impact on the world. Have a good day. here and the holidays are coming soon so now's the time to invest in beautiful new flooring for your home right now you can take advantage of incredible savings on carpet at waldo bowers flooring showroom browse a great selection of shawmark anything goes carpets and choose from a variety of beautiful colors and patterns of this best-selling carpet proven to withstand incredible torture tests in environments like grand central station this carpet will retain its original appearance year after year and rest assured your purchase is backed by an industry-leading warranty. Stop by the Waldo Bowers Flooring Showroom at 2300 Broadway to find the carpet for your home for less at Waldo Bowers. Excellent customer service, professional installation, and affordable prices. Why would you go anywhere else? 0% financing is available on approved credit. Waldo Bowers. See them on Facebook, online at WaldoBowersFloorCovering.com or call 451-0114. 451-0114. There's one man on this earth who really, truly gets it. This is not just about Kavanaugh. They are sending a message to any conservative, any constitutionalist who dares to make themselves available for a high-level appointment that may, in fact, have an effect on the direction of this country away from the progressive statism, that is, centralized tyranny. They are sending a message that they will destroy you. Mark Levin is on the radio. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. here on KSAT. I'm Craig Aston, the injury law firm of Ashton & Price. If you've been injured in a fall and you think more than gravity is responsible, call Ashton & Price. If you've been injured in a car accident, call Ashton & Price. If you've been injured by a defective product, call Ashton & Price. If you've lost a loved one in an accident, call Ashton & Price. Over the last 22 years, we have helped thousands of injury victims, so no matter